It's that Harlem night, ayy. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm Harlem nights. Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing tonight? I hope everybody's doing good. Yeah, what's up? Salute. You know how I do it. This that New York stuff that I like to get into. All right, a man and his fiance. Fiance was arrested in Edgewater, Florida. A shooting that left one person dead and two injured in Edgewater, Florida. A new Smyrna Beach man and his fiance have been arrested in a shooting in Edgewater on Thursday night that left one person dead and two other people injured, according to the Edgewater Police Department. Walter F. Russell, a 45-year-old, and Laura A. Carter, 42 years old, were each taken into custody on Friday. Russell is charged with first-degree murder and numerous other felonies, which the Edgewater Police Department didn't even specify. Carter is charged with principal to first-degree murder. The incident happened around 9.30 p.m. at what police are describing as a makeshift transient camp north of the dead end of Juniper Drive, north of 15th Street. Three people were shot and one of them was pronounced dead on the scene. Police stated the deceased was identified as 39-year-old John G. Ellis. The other two victims are currently being treated at a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say they believe this is an isolated incident and there is no other imminent danger to the public. The, the investigation remains ongoing at this time, so there's not too many details on that. So, I'm going to jump on something else. Let me see what else they got. Yeah, man, I know I've been, like, not doing too many podcasting, but I'm on it right now, so don't worry about it. All right, I got one in Phoenix, Arizona. A mom, a mother of a man that was accused of shooting a Phoenix police officer named Tyler Moldovan sentenced to prison. The man, uh, the mother is sentenced to prison. All right. She, um, she's the mother of the man that was accused of shooting and injuring a Phoenix police officer. All right, has been sentenced to prison for illegally providing a firearm to her son. The U.S. Attorney's officer stated, Erica Williams, who is 52 years old, was sentenced to 10 months, followed by three years of supervised release. She is the mother of Essa Williams who allegedly shot an officer, Tyler Moldovan, in December 2021. According to a news release, Erica Williams bought a gun from a Phoenix pawn shop on September 3rd, 2020 for her son five months after he was released from jail on several felony convictions. Miss Williams swore that she was the actual purchaser of the firearm while knowing she was purchasing the firearm on behalf of Essa Williams, her son, the U.S. Attorney's Office wrote in the news release. Authorities say they obtained a search warrant showing a text conversation between Erica and her son regarding the purchase of the gun. Essa Williams asked his mother via text message which firearm was purchased, what other options were available, and 
whether his mother's background check went through. Authorities said that Ms. Williams provided Essa Williams details about who assisted in purchasing and confirmed that the purchase was complete as well. Erica Williams pleaded guilty last May to making false statements during the purchase of a firearm. The gun that she bought for her son was not the weapon used in the shooting of Officer Moldovan. Officer Moldovan was shot eight times while police were investigating reports of a vehicle driving erratically near 19th Avenue and Camelback Road. While officers searching nearby apartment complex for one of the vehicles, for one of the vehicles, right? Police say Esther Williams pulled out a gun and shot Officer Moldovan. Williams was arrested at the scene. His trial and the shooting of Moldovan is pending. Officer Moldovan was initially given little chance to live. He spent about a month on life support before being moved to rehabilitation. All right, before he went to a rehabilitation center. Moldovan finally returned home on June 20, 22. Right? That is crazy. Uh, I thought the damn, I thought the track already was finished on me. The, uh, the dude is black. The mom's and the uh, son is black. So that's bad. This happened in Phoenix, Arizona. I don't know. That shit crazy. I only, she only got 10 months. But, man, that looked crazy. The mother of a man accused of a shooting and injuring a Phoenix police officer has been sentenced to prison for illegally providing a firearm to her son. Erica Williams, who is 52 years old, was sentenced to 10 months. She only got 10 months. Followed by three years of supervised supervised release. She is the mother of Mr. Essa Williams, who allegedly shot the officer Tyler Moldovan in December of 2021. According to a news release, Erica Williams bought a gun from a Phoenix pawn shop on September 3rd, 2020 for her son five months after he was released from jail on several felony convictions. You know what I'm saying? So it's a wild case right there. You know, it's a wild case. Just letting you know what be going on out there. So you got to understand how things move out here. You got to observe the whole scenario, the whole circumstance. You got to, you got to doggone observe everything. The mother, the son, the niece, the the, the auntie, the, the, the long distant cousin, everybody in the circle. You got to. Look at it. if you got one bad like like let's just say you think there's one bad apple from a group of people that you know that probably live around the corner from you or something like that. You say what's up to them and whatever, whatever. But you see that there's one you know of them. You know one of them is bad. You can hear you hear all types of shit about that individual. So you hear all types of nonsense from other people about that one individual that live around the corner from you but and but you observe the whole scenario the group of them that hang out together like usually when you look at one person that's bad the whole group of them that hang out together is bad you know you you ever heard that um proverb uh birds of a feather flock together so 
Sometimes you got to look at the circumstances just like that. See what I'm saying? You got to be aware. You know, you got to look. Sometimes you got to step back and really look at people. You know, you can't, like, involve yourself into craziness. That's why I'm here to tell you about it. What else is up? What else is up? All right. At least 15 people are killed when a bomb brought home by a group of children explodes in eastern Congo. A community leader says at least 15 people are dead after a group of children brought home an explosive device they had found while playing. Hmm. Goma, Congo, at least 15 people were killed in eastern Congo after a group of children brought home an explosive device that they had found while they were playing, a community leader said on Saturday. The tragedy took place Friday evening in the village of Kayangitsi, located in the Masisi territory in North Kivu province. At around 8 p.m. local time, while some of the residents were trying to find out what it was, the bomb exploded, said Tellus for Maitendiki, a member of the Masisi grouping of civil society organizations. For the past two weeks, the region has been the scene of hostilities between local armed groups vying for control of villages. Many locals already have fallen under the control of the Wazalendo Patriot Self-Defense Forces, according to local community leaders, part of the strategic town of Kishanga is now in the hands of the young patriots who have managed to dislodge the M23 rebels. The ongoing clashes have caused panic among the population, prompting many civilians to flee. Maitendiki said the area is littered with numerous explosive devices abandoned and booby-trapped by fighters. All right, so that happened in Dargon Goma, Congo. All right, that's in Africa. I think Southern Africa. I was like, damn, a group of children freaking find some type of device. They didn't know what it was, and they brought it home, and they exploded, and it killed 15 people. All right, so I got that from ABC News right there. So I already told you the news sources where I got it from. So I was like, because I seen the article, and I was like, what the hell? So a group of, I was like, 15 people killed by a goddamn bomb, but it was brought home by children. So I was like, let me see the details on that one right there. What else they got for your boy? All right, at least 100 dead after powerful earthquake or earthquake strike Western Afghanistan. United Nations reported that two 6.3 magnitude earthquake were recorded on Saturday near the city of Herat. At least 100 people are dead and at least 500 are injured after powerful earthquakes struck western Afghanistan on Saturday. The United Nations said the United States Geological Survey reported two 6.3 magnitude earthquakes as well as several strong aftershocks near the city of Herat. One of the aftershocks had a 5.9 magnitude. The initial earthquake struck 40 kilometers west of the city of Herat around 11 in the morning local time, according to the United Nations Office for the Coordination of 
humanitarian affairs in Afghanistan. It was felt in the neighboring Bagis and Fawar provinces. All right, initial assessments indicate that as many as 100 people have been killed across eight villages in Zindajan province, Herat province, with a further 500 people injured. Herat province. The agency said in an update, noting that unconfirmed reports suggested this figure may be closer to 320 people. This the disaster has impacted some 4,200 people, about 600 families so far, the agency said, with 465 houses reported destroyed and 135 damaged. The worst affected village, village is in Mahal Wadaka, it says. Partners and local authorities anticipate the number of casualties to increase as search and rescue efforts continue amid reports that some people may be trapped under collapsed buildings. The United uh, Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs in Afghanistan stated that in the immediate aftermath of the disaster, the Afghanistan National Disaster Management Authority said at least 15 people were killed and 40 were injured. A number of houses in Herat province were completely or partially destroyed. The Afghanistan National Disaster Management Authority said as search and rescue efforts were underway, the World Health organization in Afghanistan said on social media it was sending medical supplies to uh, hospitals and ambulance to transport victims. Did I read that one? They said, I ain't even going to say the organization name for Afghanistan. The World Health Organization said on social media it was sending medical supplies to hospitals and ambulances to transport victims as death and casualties from the earthquake continue to be reported. The UN agency shared photos of healthcare workers treating patients outdoors amid the response. UNICEF Afghanistan also said it was on the ground with the UN colleagues to assess the full impact. Once again, children and families in Afghanistan have been affected by a devastating earthquake. This time in Western Herat Province, UNICEF Afghanistan said on social media last year, at least 1,000 people were killed and another 1,500 was injured after a 5.9 magnitude earthquake struck eastern Afghanistan near the Pakistani border. All right. So 100 people hurt or 100 people are believed to be dead at least 500 people are injured after a powerful earthquake struck western Afghanistan. This happened on Saturday. The United Nations reported this. The United States Geological Survey reported that two 6.3 magnitude earthquakes, as well as several strong aftershocks near the city of Herat, one of the aftershocks had a 5.9 magnitude. I've never been in the earthquake, so I can't even imagine how what those people ex 
what those people experienced, what the people that went through this tragedy experienced. I don't. I have no idea what an earthquake feel like. I'm not asking to be on the in the earthquake, but I don't know. I wonder how it feels like though. I wonder how what happens. I know you're gonna lose power. It's gonna be crazy as shit. People gonna be mad as fuck. I could just imagine. The United, I mean, the initial earthquake struck 40 kilometers west of, west of the city of Herat around 11 in the morning local time, according to the UN. All right, I'm going to leave that alone. Should I do another one? Uh, I got to put in some work, though. And plus, it's late night, too. I can't even act up too much because, you know, people are sleeping and everything like that. We don't be acting up in the middle of the night. I think in the next couple of weekends, I might think about going out. I'm not sure. I've got to wait, though. But in the next couple of weekends, I might go out. But I'm going to put in a lot of work. I'm going to put in a whole bunch of work on the, uh, put some more episodes in. And then, and plus, I'm up, I'm up to date with all of the news. Like, there might be some news that I miss out on, but I ain't really missing out on too many news. I'm up to date with everything that I put out, so it's not even a, it's not even bad. I could keep on going. It doesn't even matter. I could keep going with this and stuff like that. But I'm probably gonna just cut this one short. You know what I'm saying? I did an earthquake. Uh, I might do one more. Hold up, let me see. All right, let me see if I could try to break this Israel Hamas attack thing down. Let me see if I can break that down. What we know about the Hamas attack on Israel. The Hamas militant group attacked Israel on Saturday, prompting the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to declare we are at war. It was the deadliest attack in Israel in decades, leaving at least 250 dead and hundreds others wounded, according to Israel's National Emergency Service. Here's what we know so far. This is what happened. The ruling Hamas militant group in the Gaza Strip carried out an unprecedented multi-front attack on Israel at a daybreak Saturday, firing thousands of rockets as dozens of Hamas fighters infiltrated the heavily fortified border in several locations by air. All right, land and sea and catching the country off guard on a major holiday on Simchat, Torah, or normally joyous day when Jews complete the annual cycle of reading the Torah scroll. The death toll rose to at least 250 in the militant group's incursion in southern Israel, according to the Megan David Adam, Megan David Adam, Israel's National Emergency, Emergency Service, making it the deadliest attack in Israel in decades. News sources reported at least 1,500 more people had been wounded in the attack on Saturday that took Israel by surprise. In the Gaza Strip, at least 232 people have been killed and 1,000, I'm sorry, 1,697 wounded in Israeli counterattacks, the Palestinian Health Ministry reported on Saturday. 
Meanwhile, the Hamas militant group says it is holding dozens of Israeli civilians and soldiers captive in the Gaza Strip. Their capture marks a major escalation in that fighting. In an assault of startling breath, Hamas gunmen roll into as many as 22 different locations outside the Gaza Strip, including towns and other communities as far as 15 miles from the Gaza border. In some places, they gun down civilians and soldiers as Israel's military scramble to muster a response. The Israeli military confirmed Saturday that the Hamas militants were holding Israeli civilians and soldiers hostage in Gaza. The military did not say how many hostages were seized. Lieutenant Colonel Richard Hetch, an Israeli army spokesman, confirmed that the substantial number of Israelis were abducted. abducted. In a televised address Saturday night, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu who earlier declared Israel to be at war, said the military will use all of its strength to destroy Hamas capabilities, but he warned this war will take time. It will be difficult. Gun battles continued well after nightfall Saturday, and militants held hostages in standoffs in two towns. Militants occupied a police station in a third town, where Israeli forces struggle until Sunday morning to finally reclaim the building. Before daybreak Sunday, militants fired more rockets from Gaza, hitting the hospital and in the Israeli coastal town of Ashkelon. The hospital sustained damage, said senior hospital official Tal, Berg, Tal Bergam, Bergman. I'm sorry, Bergman. Video provided that Barzile Medical Center showed a large hole punched into a wall and chunks of debris scattered on the ground of what appeared to be a empty rooms in a hallway. So there was no reports of any casualties in that situation right there. All right. Chunks of debris in a uh, punched into a wall and chunks of debris scattered on the ground of what appeared to be in empty rooms, a bunch of empty rooms and hallways. So there was no reports of casualties. Israeli airstrikes in Gaza intensified after nightfall, flattening residential buildings in giant explosions, including a 14-story tower that held dozens of apartments as well as Hamas offices in central Gaza City. All right, Israeli forces fired a warning just before. Around 3 in the morning, a loudspeaker atop a mosque in Gaza City blared a stark warning to residents of nearby apartment buildings, evacuate immediately. Just minutes later, an Israeli airstrike reduced one nearby five-story building to ashes. All right, a one nearby five-story building into ashes. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres condemned the Hamas attacks in the strongest terms, urged maximum restraint, and stressed that violence can't solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Through his, spoken, through his spokesman, Stephanie Dejeric Guterres reiterated that, reiterated that only through negotiation 
leading to a two-state solution can peace be achieved. That's what uh, Stephanie DeJuric, oh, no, 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 through his spokesman, Stephanie DeJuric, Guterres reiterated that only through negotiation leading to a two-state solution can peace be achieved. The Secretary General said that civilians must be respected and protected at all times as required under international law, according to Dejeret. What have U.S. leaders said in response to these attacks? On Saturday, officials across the United States responded to the attacks in brief remarks from the White House, President Biden said that the people of Israel are under attack, orchestrated by a terrorist, a terrorist organization called Hamas. I want to say to them and to the world and to the terrorists everywhere that the United States stands with Israel. The president said he is in contact with King Abdullah II of Jordan about the situation along with congressional members. He said has directed his team to maintain contact with leaders throughout the region. We'll make sure that they have the help their citizens need and they can continue to defend themselves, Mr. Biden added. Leaders in New York and New Jersey condemned the attacks on Saturday. New York Mayor Eric Adams, whose city is home to the largest Jewish population outside of Israel, called the attack a cowardly action by terrorist organization. The mayor said city authorities are monitoring the situation for any possible threats. While there is no credible threat to New York City at this time, our administration is in touch with Jewish leaders across the five boroughs, and we have directed the New York Police Department to deploy additional resources to the Jewish communities and houses of worship citywide to ensure that our communities have the resources they need to make sure everyone feels safe, Adam said in a statement. We extend our sincerest condolences for all of the innocent lives lost in these attacks and hope that not another family has to experience the pain of losing a loved one, he said. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said that he is closely monitoring development in Israel. Our commitment to Israel's right to defend itself remains unwavering, and I extend my condolences to the families of those who lost their lives in this abhorrent attack on civilians, Austin said. Over the coming days, the Department of Defense will work to ensure that Israel has what it needs to defend itself and protect civilians from indiscriminate violence and terrorism. Representative Patrick McHenry, a Republican of North Carolina, the Speaker pro tempore and temporary leader of Congressional Republicans after Representative Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California was ousted from the speakership earlier this week, called Israel the United States' most scared ally. America stands with Israel, McHenry said. The Israeli people have our unwavering support, and the Israeli government has every right to defend its citizens against this act of war. In a statement, 
National Security Council spokesperson Adrian Watson said the United States unequivocally condemns the unprovoked attacks and stands firmly with the government and people of Israel. Watson said the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan has communicated with Israeli National Security Advisor Tzatzi Han Hanagbi. I think that's how you say his name. So I told you everything that you people wanted to hear. All right. I told you I'm going to hit you hard with many information and what's going on all around the world. I told you I'm going to give it to you all. I know I've been gone for a couple of days, but at least I do my best to give you the news that you want to listen to. And I know there's a lot of nine to five people and um, graveyard shift people that work out there. And you know, I'll be thinking about y'all. I know that y'all need some goddamn podcasting so you could get through that graveyard, graveyard shift that you work at. But I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. I'm going to hit you back with another segment. This is your man, Ben's Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. We're going to pray for the people of Israel. I want peace everywhere. I don't have no bias or no prejudice in me, so I have love for everybody that's out there. I respect every color and creed, every religion, and every point of view in life, all right? We must coexist together to find a better resolution for everybody all right so you can subscribe to me i mean i ain't even gonna say that i meant to say just follow me on instagram just type in the search engine box benji that is b-o-x-b-e-n-j-i all right b as in bob i don't know if the microphone is exploding when i say the letter b so box benji that's the same name that you could type in the search engine to follow me on TikTok. Just type in Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I, B as in Bob, all right? Box Benji. I'm going to holler at you people later. You take care now. Peace. Boom. It's, it's the Harlem night. Go turn it up, please. Harlem nights. Go turn it up, please. I'm in love with Harlem nights, party at the bodega, 